Welcome to episode 66 of EIU Panthers podcast. I'm your host, Rich Moser. The early National Signing Day for football around the country took place recently, and one of the newest Panthers is EIU football legacy, Carson Fichtel. He signed to play at EIU next fall. Our guest today is Carson's dad, Brad Fichtel. Brad was a former All-American lineman that played for a short while in the National Football League. We talked to Brad today about his pride in his son following in his footsteps at EIU, his time playing for the Panthers and legendary coach Bob Spoo, and the experiences that provided in a number of professional avenues. We are in Season 2 of EIU Panthers Podcast, and you can listen to any of our previous episodes wherever you listen to podcasts. Search EIU Panthers Podcast, available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and iHeartRadio Podcasts. Consolidated Communications is a proud sponsor of Eastern Illinois Athletics. Want to learn more about the future of broadband for your home or business? Then visit Consolidated.com today. EIU Athletics heads into the holiday break with both basketball teams wrapping up non-conference play on the road. The Ohio Valley Conference season begins just after the Christmas weekend with the Panthers back in action at first mid-court at Lance Arena on Saturday, January 1st, as they will host Belmont. For tickets for any upcoming home games, visit EIUPanthers.com, the official athletic website of Eastern Illinois Athletics. You can also follow us on Twitter at EIU underscore Panthers. Now to this week's episode of EIU Panthers podcast with former EIU offensive lineman Brad Fichtel. And welcome to another edition of EIU Panthers podcast. We are joined today by former EIU offensive lineman Brad Fichtel and Brad, I, I, thanks for joining us, and we'll, we'll kind of talk about your time here at Eastern, and your name was in the news recently, but not based on anything that you did. It was more on, on some family members, so we'll touch on that today during the podcast as well. Great. Great to be here. Thanks for having me. Well, one, one of the things we, we talked about is your, your name was in the news. Your son, Carson, who is an offensive lineman in, in Texas where you're living now, he was one of EIU's signees the other day. So I guess, first of all, the the pride as a parent, just having a, a, a young man or a young daughter sign as a, as a college athlete when you're, you're a former athlete. What was that experience like and kind of that pride for you and your wife? Yeah, it's, uh, well, yeah, first of all, it's, it's, we're blessed, obviously. Um, you know, and, and we talk about it all the time, how that's, you know, very few, very few student athletes get the opportunity to, to continue on to college and, and then, not only that, but to, to earn a scholarship. And, and it's, it, it's something that we, uh, you know, we talk about a lot. We don't take for granted. And uh, we're just excited about the opportunity to, to continue um, you know, up there in Charleston at Eastern. Now for you, as you mentioned, your son is going to come to Eastern. You also went to Eastern Illinois. So is there, is there an extra little bit of pride there that he chose your alma mater? I, I know that maybe yeah. as he's looking at those, you're not like, pushing, hey, you got to go here, but at the same time, you're probably maybe secretly hoping that that works out. Yeah, you know, it's, well, it's such a great place, as you know, and, and um, you know, even though it's about 10, 10 and a half hours from, from home down here, we, we, we have no, no problem sending our son up there, but yeah, it was funny, like during the whole recruiting process, it, you know, I, I reached out to um, Coach Cushing, you know, early in the process, and, and, uh, you know, Carson was Eastern was a school that Carson was interested in. It's a, it's a school he's familiar with. We've been back on campus, you know, a few times. Uh, you know, we actually got some. I got a picture of Carson when he was he must have been five or six years old with 
with Coach Spoo. So uh, okay. <laughs> that's one of my one of my prize pictures. We got my, all three of my boys with Coach Spoo. So he's familiar with the campus. And uh, like I said, early in the recruiting process, I, I sent Coach Cushing his his film and his highlight video, and it just kind of started from there. Um, you know, Eastern was always on the radar as we were taking our visits to different schools and and looking at different different campuses. It just kind of uh, it just kind of evolved and it just, everything fell into place. They did a great, you know, with the, with the whole COVID and, and recruiting, it was kind of, kind of a strange, uh, strange year, but um, I have to say coach Cushing and his staff, they, they really, they impressed Carson with, with, with the recruiting and, um, and just how they built that relationship. And then, you know, eventually commonly, you know, came to this point right here where we're, we're going up there, but like, you know, when it all started, it wasn't, um, you know, there's some different options for, for Carson and it just, it just kind of, it kind of happened through the recruiting process and through the relationships that, that, that Carson built with the coaches at Eastern. Now, as a former offensive lineman yourself, and we're going to talk a little bit later on here about, about your career there, your son is an also, also an offensive lineman, coach Cushing coached offensive line. That's kind of his, his bread and butter when he was at Northwestern as the head coach, not maybe as involved here, but playing that position, did that maybe help you a little bit feel confident in where you were going to send Carson that, hey, you know, he, he's kind of maybe a little bit raw now, but he's going to be able to have some of those skills refined based on having a guy that, that coaches that position? Oh, definitely. Yeah, that uh, I know. I've, I've known of Coach Cushing, you know, since the days at Northwestern. And, and uh, I, I know uh, I, I, I coached for 15 years here in Texas, so I know there's, you know, Northwestern recruited Texas a lot. Uh, he, he's coached a lot of kids from Texas. Um, Slater, one of the, one of his kids at, at playing in the NFL now, great offensive lineman from Texas that coach had at Northwestern. So I know, I know his reputation with offensive line. Um, so yeah, that helps, but it, you know, I tell you what, it ultimately, ultimately comes down to, uh, you know, what, what he, what he felt and, and, and then uh, kind of how mom feels too. So, uh, my <laughs> wife, Suzanne, <laughs> she, uh, you know, she fell in love with the Eastern. She's out, you know, she's been up there a few times and, uh, and she, she's, you know, she's seen the recruiting process and the relationships that Carson's built with, with coach Cushing and, and everyone else. So yeah, ultimately I think mom has to sign off on it more than I do. So, and she has. Now also ironically for you guys, Carson is, you guys have three boys all play football. Mm -hmm. Carson is the, as we talked about, Carson is the middle of your, your three children. So this wasn't the first time you and your wife had kind of been through this process. So that, that maybe help you guys evaluate, you know, who was doing a good job recruiting Carson and who was maybe not valuing him as much as a, a person and just thinking of him as a, a football player. Exactly. Yeah. We'd been through it with our older son a little bit, Carson's older brother. And yeah, you, the recruiting thing is it's, it's a funny business and, and you can tell pretty quick you know, who's, 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 you know, who's authentic and who's not, so to speak. And of course, Eastern and, and Coach Cushing and his staff just, they, they did a great job, like I said, with the recruiting process and navigating through the COVID and all, all the crazy things that came with that. They, uh, they did some neat things in, in recruiting that really, uh, that really built that relationship. Now for you also, as we mentioned, an offensive lineman at Eastern, Carson mm -hmm. is an offensive lineman. I think your older son is an offensive lineman. Yeah, I asked you beforehand. Your your third son is is he in that path too? And you said no. He somehow is a is a skill player and not an offensive lineman. Yeah, yeah it's funny. And and, and Carson and Hayden, my my two older ones, they they uh 
Man, they're out. They're they're way bigger than I was when I was playing. I was like 280, 85 pounds maybe. So you know Carson and his older brother, they can they can tip the scales about three hundred some days. Um, but yeah, and the little brother, I don't know. I think the older brother took all his food or something because he uh, <laughs> he's, uh, he's he didn't get that big, but he's uh, he's in the football share. Now for you, so we'll kind of go back. You mentioned Coach Spoo earlier. A good memory for you and the fact yeah. that your boys were able to get a a pitcher with Coach Spoo. You played for him back in the in the early '90s. What was that kind of experience like? I, I know you're you're originally an Illinois kid. You're, you live down in Texas now, but yeah. how did that try to maybe think back? How did your recruiting process work when you were looking at that as as a young man at a high school in Illinois? Yeah, well, I just obviously playing for Coach Spoo, you know, a great experience, and, and his his legacy is you know what it is. Um, and then as, so as a dad, you know, I wanted, you know, I took a close look at the coaches who were recruiting Carson and, you know, I wanted, I wanted my kids to have the same experience, you know, in college that I had. I know now it's a different landscape now with transfer portals and, and things like that, but, you know, yeah, you mentioned I played high school football in Oswego. I had, I was blessed. I played for uh, Carl Hoinkus at Oswego High School, who's in the, the, the Illinois High School Hall of Fame. And then, uh, of course, Coach Spoo. So, um, very blessed to have great coaches and, and and I want the same thing for my kids obviously and I think we can get that I think Carson could get that at, at Eastern with, with Coach Cushing and his staff and be part of you know we, and Carson and I talk about it to be part of a, the turnaround you know the, I mean what a great opportunity to be to be part of, uh, of the turnaround that coach has going. Now I, I, I saw I have you written down and you know things get misplaced over years that you we have you listed as a center when you played here did you is that correct? And were you the center all four years at Eastern, or were you one of those guys that kind of was versatile enough that that you moved around and played a different few different positions on the offensive line? Yeah, I did. I played. I started out as a guard actually. Um, so my first two years, I played guard, and then and then my last uh, my last two years um, got moved to center. And um, it was just one of those deals that we got. One of our guys got hurt, and we needed we needed a center, and I just they plugged me in there one day, and. Um, was the greatest thing ever because it, it really helped my career after that. Now, how, how different is that? Uh, I, I never played offensive line, but I, I know guys yeah. and it, you, you talk about moving around different positions. For, for the lay person, you would think, okay, you're just sliding over from tackle to guard and even sometimes from the right side to the left side. But for somebody that doesn't understand that, how big of a change was that for you to go from a guard position to the center position where – your hand is on the ball every snap now. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, that's the that's the biggest thing. It, moving in the center, you're snapping the ball. You're you're identifying the defense. You're making the calls. You're communicating with the quarterback. Those type of things. But but to me, it wasn't it wasn't as difficult. The center and the guard to me is the same. And I, and I tell I tell Carson the same thing. You know, if you play center, you know you should also learn how to play guard. If you play guard, you should also learn how to snap and play center. And so you know so. I was always under the mindset that, you know, the more you can do, you know, the better, so, you know, the, the better chance you can play. And um, I remember you, uh, John, John Yerkovic, who obviously legend at Eastern Illinois played 10 years in the NFL. He told me young, early in my career, he said, don't, uh, don't, don't count, you know, your, your, your position on the depth chart, just, just try to be one of the top five linemen. So if you're one of the top five, they're going to find a place for you. So I've, I've always taken that to heart, you know, just, just to try to be one of the top five linemen. And if, if it's at guard, that's fine. If it's at center, that's fine. But the more you can do, the better. 
that's an interesting, interesting philosophy. I never really thought of it that way. That just yeah. want to be one of the top five guys, and if you're good enough, they'll they'll find a, a spot for you. You kind of hear people go. say that when when the recruiting say, "Hey, look, at, at a smaller mm -hmm. level, if you're good enough, they'll come find you." It, it sounds like that same mindset worked in terms of getting playing time. Yeah, yeah, same, same mindset. Yeah, just and people ask me all the time. You know, when I went to the NFL out of Eastern, they're like, "Well, how'd they find you?" I said, "Well, yeah." Not only, I mean, Eastern Illinois with our great tradition and, and our, and our, you know, great football tradition and coaching and players, you know, they'll find you. They'll find you. You can, and I told Carson, I said, you can accomplish everything you want at Eastern Illinois, you know, socially, academically, athletically, whatever you want to do. Now, for you, you, you played on some teams in the early 90s. You, you mentioned John Yurkovic's a guy you probably, mm -hmm. when you were a freshman, he was probably a senior. So you're going against guys like that. Yeah. How did that maybe prepare you going against top level guys day in and day out on the other side of the line? <laughs> yeah, that was that was what it was all about. I never uh, I never blocked him. I know that I was on the scout <laughs> team and he was, you know, he was a two time gateway conference defensive player of the year. And um, and he, you know, he used to tell me, man, you're good. You're good. You know, keep, you know, stick with it. And, you know, you're going to be a good player. And I thought to myself, heck, I. I can't even, I never blocked you. I can't, I don't, how do you think I'm good? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. We had, we had some good, you know, there's some good teams there and being a, being a young, being a young scout team player, you know, going against the you know, Yurkovic and, and uh, Mills and, and George Boyink, you know, we had a lot of good players. It was, uh, it was a learning experience, but it definitely made me better. Now on the offensive side of the ball, the, some of the guys that were behind you, would have come a little bit right behind you as a young Willie High was would have been in the backfield mm -hmm. behind you as a, as a running back, and then Jeff Thorne was your yeah. your quarterback. What was it like having those guys as offensive guys? And then I, I had to double check and I and I'll confirm this with you. I think Roy Whitkey was maybe just a young offensive coordinator with you before he yeah. kind of became the savant with Tony Romo. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, Coach Whitkey came in, um, and. Uh, you know, he was, he was, he was a, he was kind of an innovative offensive coordinator. We ran some no huddle stuff back when that was really brand, you know, people weren't doing that. Um, yeah. But to have Willie high and uh, Jeff Thorne, I still, I still talk to Jeff. I talked to Jeff this week. You know, he, he unfortunately lost that the national championship game there uh, North central, but uh, yeah, just um, played with a lot of good players. And uh, yeah, Jeff, I remember Jeff was a, we talk about this. I hit Jeff's first game. He was a true freshman. We played at Northern Illinois. And first play of the game, he hands off to Jamie Jones. And Jamie goes 80 yards for a touchdown. And I remember Jeff thinking, we were joking about it. We're like, hey, this ain't, this ain't too hard, is it? Yeah. You know, first play, hand, hand it off to Jamie, hand it here. And then we had Willie High back there. So this is pretty easy. So, uh, no, yeah, a lot of great players and a lot of great times. Now, I'll, I'll ask you this. You talked a little bit about you guys threw it a little bit. You ran it a little bit. As an offensive lineman and then moving over to center, was there a preference as to whether you wanted to run the ball or, or, or throw the ball more? Oh, yeah, you want to run. You want to run the ball. <laughs> That's it, 100%. Run the ball, run the ball. So, uh, and, 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 you know, yeah, yeah, you want to run the ball. We, 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 we laugh about that all the time. Now, you, you mentioned earlier you were able to get an opportunity. You can get to, to any level you want to really accomplish the, the people that, that people know as household names from Eastern Illinois or your Sean Payton's, your Mike Shanahan's from a coaching standpoint, but from a playing standpoint, a Tony Romo, a Jimmy Garoppolo right now. 
you had the opportunity to be drafted out of Eastern Illinois and not a handful of guys have, have done that. What was that experience like? You, you weren't, you wouldn't have gone to the, to the NFL draft, but what was yeah. that like? Uh, and there's not, weren't cell phones back in that day. I have to remind people. So how did, well, how did you maybe get contacted? I know there was, you're right. There wasn't <laughs> cell phones. There was, it was actually a Monday. The draft was on a Sunday, Monday. So I was, I was drafted on Monday. I was getting ready to go to class. Uh, and they called my, they called my apartment and, um, said they just got drafted. And then about five minutes later, I saw it come across the ESPN, you know, ticker down there. And, <laughs> and then I went to class and when I went to class and <laughs> it continued my normal, my normal day. But yeah, no, I was blessed. I was, you know, I was, I was blessed. I was lucky as for you know, right place, right time. It was, um, um, it was good. It was a good opportunity and yeah, very fortunate. Now, if I'm not mistaken, you, I know you were drafted by the Rams and I think they were still mm -hmm. in Los Angeles at the time they had not become the, the St. Louis Rams and uh, was, was, I think Eric Dickerson may have been the, the running back at the time. Was that a guy you would have blocked for? Or was he not quite there at that time? No, no. Dickerson had just left. Um, okay. Funny. So I was drafted in the same class as Jerome Bettis. I remember okay. Jerome Bettis out of Notre Dame. So he was, he was the first rounder that year, became rookie of the year. Um, and I was a seventh rounder. So that, uh, yeah, I played with Jerome for, for two years. And then of course he goes on to Pittsburgh and has a great career, but, yeah, that was in there in LA for the last two years before they went to St. Louis. Uh, kind of some some different difficult years with the trans, you know, with the rumors that we're moving to St. Louis and all that. But but that happened, so I got two years there, and then I went um, had a try. I went to the Redskins, Washington, the Washington Football Team. Now um, training camp the, the net, that following year got released. Um, did a little time in the NFL Europe when that was that was going on for a few years, and then. Uh, and then came to Dallas, had a, had a trial with the Cowboys, except I failed my physical. But that was pretty banged up. They, they said I had bad knees and they, uh, they failed me on my physical because of my knees. And that was pretty much it. That was pretty much it. And I, uh, I'd built some, a good friend of mine lived in Texas. So, uh, so when I finally figured I was, I was finished playing, I just kind of settled in down here and, uh, Met my wife, my wife Suzanne, and we've been here, been here for twenty five, going on thirty years. Okay, I was going to ask kind of how you migrated down to Texas, mm -hmm. but you, you kind of answered that. I didn't realize you you I knew you you had had an opportunity with a team. I didn't realize it was with the Cowboys, and that your career kind of ended based on the some of the the health mm -hmm. things. But I guess the 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 time you did have in the NFL, you mentioned what were some of maybe those those memories that you've kind of been able to to carry with you. I know it you talk about the limited number of kids that get an opportunity to play college football, that number shrinks even more for people that get an opportunity to play at that next level. Yeah. Like I said, uh, very fortunate. I think the older I get, the more I appreciate it though. It's um, built some good relationships and some good friendships. Uh, and, uh, and still, I'm still involved with the different parts of the NFL. We have a good alumni association here in Dallas. So we do, we do a lot of good things for charity and, and different kind of events. So I, I still try to stay involved, um, you know, with, with the guys and, and uh, different things, but yeah, uh, the, you know, the opportunity is so limited. Like you said, the number of people that get, and that's why I tell Carson, just, you know, even getting a scholarship is to play college football is an amazing thing. And, and then, uh, so, you know, we talk about, you know, get your education, of course. And, and then, you know, whatever you want, you know, like I said, Eastern Illinois can, uh, you can you can accomplish all your goals for sure. 
Now, I, I saw a story, did a quick Google search on, on, on you real quick to make sure that I knew the Rams and I wanted to make sure the round, but a part of another story that pops up there is near the end of your career, as things didn't work out, you were able to take advantage and be one of the, the first young guys that the NFL was trying to do some scholarship things some continuing education, trying to help prepare people for life after football. Take a, tell us a little bit about that and maybe how that helped get you to what you're doing now professionally. Yeah, yeah. Like, when, well, when I was trying to, when I finished playing, I wasn't sure what I wanted to do. I was one of those guys. So I, uh, I started, uh, I, had a, I started substitute teaching and, and, and talking to the football coach here in Texas. So uh, I eventually, that led into a full-time teaching job, which I've been doing now for, for over 20 years. Um, I coached for 18 of those years, but uh, no longer coaching, just teaching. And then, yeah, and then the NFL, um, they will uh, they have scholarship opportunities for former players to you know go back to get your undergraduate degree or your master's degree or or whatever. So I uh, I applied for that and I got I got a scholarship opportunity to to pursue my master's degree in education, which I wasn't the greatest uh, of all students. You know, <laughs> it surprises people. They go, but uh, I took advantage of it. I, uh, you know, I. I figured if I'm going to stay in education, I want to I want to continue to to grow and learn. And uh, so, yeah, I, I got my master's degree in education a couple of years ago. And that's that's uh, kind of helped my career go a little bit. Now, for you, as, as we move forward here, you mentioned already at the start is about 10 and a half hour drive, more or less from where you guys are to watch to watch Carson play in in Charleston. EIU has it released its complete schedule next year, but I know that one that's on there is at McNeese State, which is in Louisiana. So I'm sure you and your wife have that one circled on the calendar as one of the ones you'll probably be able to go see Carson play. Yeah, I saw that where you got the Ohio Valley and the Southland Conference got a little partnership going on. So that was that was good. Yeah, that's just right down the road from us. So that'll be good. And, and uh, you know, some of those Tennessee schools that, that we play are a little bit closer and then of course, you know, most of the games are televised, right? On yeah. ESPN, uh, on the plus there. So we'll, uh, yeah, I don't know quite how we're going to, uh, Hayden, older brother, he still has two years to play. And, and so we're going to have some, uh, we're going to have some mapping <laughs> out to do uh, where we're going <laughs> or who's going where or what. So. But we'll see. Him. So then as a, I guess, as a former Panther and the dad now, a future Panther, what is the, maybe the one piece of advice you'll give Carson as he heads to, heads to Charleston to try to pursue his dreams here as a, as a college football player, or maybe be able to maybe one day follow your footsteps with an opportunity in the NFL. Yeah. Probably the same piece of advice John Yerkovic gave me is, you know, don't, don't count your place on the depth chart. Just, just try to be one of the top guys um, go in there as a freshman and, and let your actions, you know, keep your mouth shut and let your actions speak, you know, and uh, play hard and wait your turn. That's just, that's the way it goes. And it, it like, you know, you, today's landscape of college football, you know, with the transfer portal and things like that, you, it's a little bit different, but I tell my boys one transcript, you get, I want one transcript when you graduate from college. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, you know, if you're going, if you're going here, you're going to, you're going to make it work. hopefully. And, uh, but yeah, just, uh, play hard and good things will happen. Very good. Well, I appreciate your time, Brad. Thanks for joining us here, reliving some of the memories yeah. from, from when you had. Um, congratulations to you and your family on Carson signing and being able to, to follow you here. And then happy holidays to you and your family. I appreciate it. Thank you. And we'll, uh, we'll look you up next time we're on campus. All right. Hopefully thank soon. you. Thank you, sir. <laughs>